Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey ho, dear ones. I'm looking out my window today. It is a absolutely beautiful, delicious day in The Hague. When I finish recording this episode, I'm going to take my dog Astrid to the beach. I'm so excited for that. And just, I can hear the waves crashing now. And it's just such a magical time of the year here with beautiful weather and sunshine, no wind. These are rare days in Holland. And so I really just try to just bask in the glory of a beautiful weather day. And today we're going to be talking about something so important. It is, you know, as Source described to me, we're talking about healing and we're not here here to heal on our path. Healing is the path. And when you really lean into the depth of that and just how profound it is, there's something relieving about it. And it's relieving in the sense that I hear so often from my clients and my audience that they're just tired of healing. They've worked on themselves so much. Why is there more healing to do? Certain wounds certain childhood trauma, certain patterns just won't go away. And they'll say, but Allison, I worked on this so much. How could you tell me it's still here? It's still thwarting me. It's still blocking my path. How could this be? Well, it can be because healing is the path. For some of us, we have particular wounds that are just with us. And Every time we heal, we untether ourselves a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more. And we, we, every time we heal, we live a bit more aligned. So when you see healing as the path and not something you do along the way on your path, you realize that it's okay. It's okay if certain wounds are with you forever. The idea is to heal what you can today. Unfortunately, for most of our wounds, we can't sit down and just release 100% of them in one sitting. Wouldn't that be amazing? For most of us, we have a huge wound with a large tail. And maybe today we clear 0.5% of it. Maybe tomorrow we clear 7% of it. And our job is just to stay on the healing path until eventually our wounds are no longer holding us back. So this is episode number two 
of a five-part series to explore our five key spiritual gifts. Last episode, we explored the gift of intuition, which is really, you know, the, the door, which I call it, to opening our connection to the spiritual realm. So if you haven't had a chance to check that episode out, it will be linked in the show notes. So I invite you to do that. And today we're exploring how you can unlock your spiritual gift of healing. As a reminder, our spiritual gifts are the special divine power given to us by source. It's how we connect to and co-create with the spiritual realm. And in today's episode, I reveal the five parts to our spiritual gift of healing, how to use this gift to identify our soul mission, and the five-step process to energetic healing. We'll end on an invitation that will have you understanding your unique spiritual gift of healing that you have whether you realize it or not, in deeper and more profound ways than you could ever imagine. So yes, you will want to stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of nearly 2,000 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website, allisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Today, we're talking about our second spiritual gift, the gift of healing, and how to unlock our gift of healing wherever we are. So if you're already a healer and that's what you're, you, you do in your life's work, well, we're going to unlock your next door to your next level. If you're new to this and say, well, I'm not a healer, I don't have healing gifts inside of me, I'm going to say, well, yes, you do, especially if you're here listening to me, call to this content, connecting to this content, you are a light worker and you have powerful, strong spiritual gifts. And as part of that, you are a healer. Now you might do something different in the world. You might be a painter or a real estate agent or a writer or a, I don't know, astrologer, a yoga studio owner. You might sell cosmetics. Whatever it is you do, you have a healing gift. You he, you're able to heal people in the work you do with them, even if that's not your primary objective. So it's quite powerful when you think about it. I have a client who's a real estate agent who has a strong gift of healing. 
that she didn't realize about herself. And as we look at her work and the interaction she does helping people sell their homes and buy their dream homes, she heals them in the process of selling a family home that was in the family for generations. There's a lot of wounds there. Or that couple that just doesn't think they're worthy of that dream house, helping them to heal those beliefs so they can get their dream house. And this, in this context, our gift of healing just shows up. She's not meeting with her clients, say, all right, gather around folks. We're going to do some healing about selling this family house before we put it on the market. It could work that way. And I think that could be actually pretty cool. So, hey, real estate agents out there listening, that that could be a whole new thing, right? Like healing real estate something. I don't know. However, it doesn't have to be like that. And she just, it just happens how she shows up and how she interacts with her people and how she uses in addition to her gift of healing, her gift of leadership, her spiritual gift of leadership, which we're going to be talking about in a few episodes. And that's just what we embody. It's just when we are showing up in our light and our gifts and people receive from us whatever they're meant to receive when we're in a true embodiment. And that's what the spiritual gift of leadership is all about. So I call the gift of healing the key. If we want to grow or evolve on any level, I do not care what your objective is. If you want to grow or evolve, healing is required. It is the key to unlocking the doors to higher and higher potential, joy, success, and abundance. As I mentioned, Earlier in the episode, healing isn't part of the path. It is the path. It is so important. In fact, it's where we can uncover the details on our soul mission. Because at the end of the day, we are ultimately here to heal ourselves and to help others heal. So let us dive into the five parts to our gift of healing. The first part is to understand our wounds and the nature of our wounds. And this really helps us to expand and unlock our healing when we get greater clarity on what the wound is that is inside of us and how to heal it. And I should mention here that this this is a spiritual gift. So we're talking about energy here. And the wounds we're talking about are energetic wounds of trauma. And so how it works is when we experience something traumatic, we often, and especially if we're a child or we don't have a strong emotional support base, we cannot handle the trauma. So as a way to cope, we're able to take the trauma and stuff it inside of us. Maybe we experience parts of the trauma, but that which is too overwhelming, it's too deep for us, we, we push it down inside. We can try to block it out. Uh, you know, We can numb ourselves with other things so we can try to forget about it and not feel it. 
And when that happens, the wounds get trapped into our energy body. And that's okay. That's actually there to help us survive. Without this coping mechanism, a lot of us wouldn't actually survive the trauma. So this is how we get to the other side of it. And what I like to say about wounds is they have a lifespan. At a certain point, they serve us. Our wounds serve us because they're helping us to cope, heal, grow, evolve, learn, experience, whatever it is we're meant to get from it. But then at a certain point, the wound will stop serving us. And oftentimes our wounds create patterns. If, for example, you had an abusive parent that always told you you weren't good enough or you were never enough, and that created a wound inside of you and you took that on to be truth, and that would create a wound, part of the, well, we all have some variation of this wound inside of us that I'm not good enough. And that's, you know, that's going to be probably a larger core wound, if you will, that we have stuffed inside. And what that wound does living inside of us is create patterns, patterns where we show up thinking we're not good enough. We're not good enough for a happy partnership. So we end up marrying somebody who's not good for us. We're not good enough. So we don't deserve to go for our dream work where we have to compromise and do something less meaningful because we aren't good enough for the real work in the world. Like all the different ways that this pattern can show up in our lives where we devalue ourselves with this belief system, I'm not good enough. And that affects all of our choices. It affects how we show up. It affects the work we do. It affects the people we attract. It affects our environment, right? So we want to use our gift of healing to bit by bit, piece by piece, heal all parts of the wound. And what remains when the wound is healed, when there's no more wound, thing that remains in our energy is the truth. Because our wounds take us to illusion. Our wounds give us non-truths. But when the wound is cleared or mostly cleared, what emerges is simply the truth. The truth is you are more than good enough. You are brilliant, amazing, beaming ball of light here to set the world on fire with your gifts and your beauty and your magnificence. That is the truth. And because healing is the path, it's just part of our path to heal ourselves little by little each and every day. All right, so what are the five main wounds that get trapped in our energy? And it is our wounds that will really cut us off from our gift of intuition. It will, it'll cut us off from everything. It'll cut us off from the other four gifts, which is our intuition, manifestation, teaching, and leadership. It is the, it is the gift that if we don't If we don't heal our wounds, indeed, our doors stay locked and our souls are wired for growth. So we aren't meant to stay plateaued at any one level for very long. So eventually, if our doors, all of our doors for advancement stay locked, it's going to start feeling quite 
out of alignment. Okay, here we go. Five main wounds. Number one, our current lifetime wounds. Those are any sort of traumas from our current lifetime from from childhood. Those are the ones that you would probably want to speak. If they are major wounds, major traumas, this would be an idea to hire an actual therapist. The therapist that helps you look back and heal those traumas. This is the one where you're going to want to maybe get some support getting through. Self-healing can work for current lifetime wounds for sure, but current lifetime traumas usually require support from others. Healers, therapists, whatever, you know, whatever you're feeling called to to help you get through those wounds. Those are the ones that are going to show up the biggest. And these are the wounds that will trigger the most intense or the most painful emotions for you. The second key wound is past lifetime wounds. Now, I believe this is the wound that affects our patterns the most in many regards. And most of our current lifetime wounds have tales to past lifetimes. So they're linked. And this is what creates our patterns, ways that we show up when we show up in our shadow. So we're not showing up in our light, but we're showing up in our dark. We're not honoring ourselves. We're not being authentic. We're holding back. All of those shadow sides of ourselves are often derive from a past lifetime trauma or experience. And it that wound has created that pattern I talked about earlier. And that pattern has been gotten fortified in your soul. And it's shown up lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. So it's pretty entrenched, if you will. Again, you start to see why healing is the path. Because this is, a lot of this stuff runs quite deep. So understanding past lifetime wounds is really important. And I think a lot of spiritual teachers out there don't really talk about past lifetimes the way I would. And you'll hear other spiritual teachers say, oh, well, don't focus on them. It's your current lifetime that matters. And if you focus too much on a past lifetime experience, that was maybe a trauma, you could re-manifest that inadvertently in this lifetime. And to that, I say, yes, yes, that's a thing. And what is most important is your current lifetime. And we don't want to spend too much time exploring back into the past and traumas we experienced in other lifetimes. However, every wound we experience in this current lifetime has a tale. And it has a tale to a past lifetime experience. And all of our patterns that we have that don't serve us, our shadow patterns, our shadow ways of showing up, have a tale that go back to a past lifetime. So sometimes knowing what that past lifetime is and that trauma that happened then that created the pattern that we're living today can be so clarifying and relieving. I hear it all the time with my clients when we do a past time lifetime regression. It's like, oh, now I understand the way why I have that fear. I, I understand why I have that irrational fear, right? So let's say, for example, you did have a past lifetime as a farmer and you experienced a terrible drought and you went hungry and then you starved to death because there was no food. 
Okay. So you're going to have that traumatic experience, sort of a traumatic death. And then coming into this lifetime, you're likely going to have a fear of not having enough. You're likely never going to want to waste food. And you're likely going to go out of your way to conserve. Even if you've got plenty of money, you know there's enough, you're not going to starve, you've got a roof over your head, you're going to have this fear like, I could run out. And it can really affect all the choices you make. And, and it's in many ways, it's not going to, it's going to thwart you on your path. It's going to maybe encourage you to be overly cautious. And that fear is going to drive your decisions in this example. And this is how past lifetime fears show up in this lifetime. If you have an irrational fear, I don't know why I'm afraid of spiders. I don't know why I'm afraid of, like, I have a niece who is super afraid of butterflies. (laughs) Like, really, really afraid of butterflies. I'm certain that there's a past lifetime trauma there somewhere that we can uncover. And that will clarify some of your air quotes, irrational fears. So our past lifetime wounds really do, they really are such a huge, huge part of all of all of our fears and our shadows and our shadow patterns, you know, our vices, our addictions. I would bet all of our shadows have a tail back to a past lifetime trauma. Okay. And this doesn't mean you have to go back and track all of your past lifetimes. I would not advise doing that. I call understanding our past lifetimes need to know. Sometimes you have, you, it just doesn't serve you on your path to know the nature of the trauma. It's just to identify the painful emotion inside and release. However, there are times on your path where it is helpful, clarifying, empowering to understand the root of your wound so that you can really heal it and create new patterns that serve you. All right, the third key wound that we have, all of us have, are ancestral wounds. We take on the wounds of our parents and grandparents and great-parents, grandparents. And in fact, our ancestral wounds go back as far as seven generations. So my grandparents, you know, were around and living as farmers during the Great Depression in the United States in the 1930s. So getting back to that idea of lack, there's not enough, we might not have a crop, That fear of not enough was passed on to my father and my mother, and then they passed on variations of that fear to us, and my grandparents probably got it from their parents, etc. So these are the wounds that get passed on. These are sometimes the hardest to clear. They can be a bit tricky because other people and other energies are involved, but super important to clear for the next generation so we don't hand down these wounds to our kids unnecessarily. And you can hand wounds on to the next generation, even if you don't have children. Okay, number four is collective wound trauma. So the collective experience of humans living on earth, you know, we get collective wounds from things that are happening in the world, from collective fears. I mean, obviously, like, for example, 
the coronavirus created a lot of wounds in the collective and triggered a lot of fears, you know, financial uncertainty, environmental uncertainty, climate change. These are the things that really are buzzing in the collective experience right now, and they create wounds. And we can actually take on these wounds if we're not mindful of it. And then the fifth wound is trauma from other planets and dimensions. So yes, many of us have lived on other planets. We have lived in other dimensions. And so you get wounds from those experiences, and they have a different flavor because you might be living in a different form. You're not a human. You might be something else. And that type of being experiences wounds differently. So those wounds, I'm I'm an energy healer. So how I heal people is I look into your energy system and I see your wounds. And so I can see wounds from other planets and dimensions, and they're actually pretty easy to clear. You're not going to feel the deep pain with them that you might feel from a current or a past lifetime or even ancestral wound or trauma. However, they are important to heal. And so There are other types of wounds out there, of course, but many, many, many of our wounds fall in some way, shape, or form into these five categories. All right, moving on to the second part of our gift of healing is soul contracts. So we all come into our lifetimes with soul contracts, and those are the things that we are meant to experience, heal from learn, and evolve to. And most all of our soul contracts, in fact, sources saying to me now, all of our soul contracts have some sort of element of healing inside. So we agree on a soul level before coming into a lifetime, the various challenges we are going to experience in this lifetime in order for that challenge to trigger the wound inside of us so that we may experience the the wound and release it. So soul contracts are really important and really understanding our gift of healing clarifies our soul contracts. Now, some of us have, you know, a couple of dozen soul contracts, while some of us have a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand, a couple of hundred thousand soul contracts. So it, it's not a good idea, kind of like past lifetime wounds. It's not a good idea to map out all of your soul contracts. The more empowered thing to do is ask, what soul contract am I in right now? What is my higher self calling me to focus on so I can heal from it and fulfill this soul contract? Oftentimes we have soul contracts with loved ones who, by the way, we were oftentimes had past lifetimes with. So let's say you had a past lifetime with your partner and in that past lifetime, you betrayed him. Okay. And that never got resolved. Okay. And you left that lifetime with the feelings of betrayal. Okay, so those feelings of betrayal are still there. They just they don't just go away unless you actually heal from them. So you carry that betrayal into this lifetime and you have a soul contract with your partner to resolve these feelings of betrayal. So it is likely that your partner will betray you <laughs> if you have a soul contract. 
that will trigger the feelings of betrayal. So hopefully you can use your gift of healing to heal that betrayal, fulfill this soul contract so you don't carry it forward to a future lifetime. Okay? So using your gift of intuition, you can ask your higher self simply, is there a soul contract that I am focused on right now? I suspect about 100% of the time you're going to get yes. It's a good question to start with. And then maybe you have a hunch to what that is. I would follow the thread of what's the most painful or unsatisfying or irksome thing in your experience right now. Our pain points lead us to our soul contracts, right? Just like they lead us to our wounds. So if I do this right now for my business, for example, my business is going through a bit of an evolution and I'm I'm shifting. I'm kind of being called to shift away from one-on-one work or at least offering less one-on-one spots to more group classes. And really, I'm really being called to flex my spiritual gift of teaching. And I'd really love teaching classes and like how that could look. And although that prospect is very exciting for me, I have a soul contract, and this is something that I've noticed many points in my life. So it's another characteristic of a soul contract. It tends to be the themes that run through your life. They create your contracts. So one of my contracts has to be that it's a fear of always hitting a glass ceiling. Like I I have this idea that I can get to above average, if you will, but I can't get higher. I, I can only get to, I, 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 know, I know I can get past average, okay, whatever the average is, but, and I can get into above average, and then there's a grass, glass ceiling that I have to, that has to stop me. So when I think about classes, obviously I'm thinking very big and getting a lot of people in my classes and really expanding and growing. And my contract will say, okay, that's fine, but you can only go so far with this. You can only go so high, and then you will bump the ceiling. So my job is to ask the question, okay, I see that my soul contract, this particular contract appearing again, what do I need to heal today? What do I need to heal today in order for me to fulfill this soul contract so I can fulfill my soul mission, okay? And I can use my key for my healing that I get to unlock my higher and higher doors of potential. So I'm gonna be talking about the healing process in just one sec, but let's move on to the third part to the five parts of our gift of healing, and that is our soul mission. Our soul mission is found inside of our gift of healing because what I mentioned earlier, we are truly here to heal each other, heal ourselves, and heal the planet. And I'm going to change the order on that (laughs) because it's so important. We are here first to heal ourselves. We are here second to heal loved ones, clients, those around us, and third, the planet. And we can really only heal others in the planet by first healing ourselves. We cannot switch the order. And when we heal ourselves, in fact, it has the effect of healing others and the planet. So it always starts with our own healing, which is really the beauty of this gift. 
which is why you don't have to be a healer in order to be in your gift of healing. Every time you heal yourself, you heal those around and the collective. So how do we use our gift of healing to clarify our soul mission? Well, it gets back to our soul contracts. One way to define our soul mission is it's the sum of your soul contracts taken together. When you take all your soul contracts together, a picture is formed, a chapeau, if you will, an overarching mission, and that is your soul mission. And oftentimes, trying to find the perfect words to define your soul mission is very difficult because those words don't really exist, or it takes a long time to find the words that really resonate. So what we want to tap into first is the energetic frequency of your soul mission, that feeling you get. And you can use words to describe the feeling, but you might say to yourself, well, it just doesn't quite describe it. And that's okay. That's okay. Because you're just, the, the right words just haven't arrived yet because you're defining something that goes beyond words, right? Okay. But we can use the words to sort of help get us in the right direction and help us start to tap into these energy frequencies that is the feeling of our mission. I just feel I'm here to do something. I don't have the words for it, but I, I know it's big. I know it's impactful. I know it has to do with being a light worker, etc. You know, we just feel into it. Okay, so you go back to your soul contract. What soul contract am I working on now? So in my case, my soul contract, my glass ceiling soul contract, Okay, so how, so then you can ask yourself, how can this contract help me clarify my soul mission? So when you, when I ask that question, you just want to feel into it. And what always comes back for me, because I know this is such a big part of my soul mission, is truth. I am here to bring truth to myself and to you and to the planet about how we're really meant to be and thrive. That's why I feel so called to talk about spiritual gifts because so many people don't really know about them. They don't know how to access them. They don't, we don't know we have them. We don't know how to use them. We don't know how it all fits together. And I want to help clarify the truth. The truth is we have these gifts. And the truth is that we are here to co-create with the spiritual realm and to bring in their infinite wisdom, that infinite wisdom of source. And we're the channel. It just flows through us. We are the, the vehicle by which our gifts are expressed. And we co-create with the spiritual realm. And I want to bring this truth to you. And my soul contract is making me bump up a glass ceiling. It's taking me away from my truth. And it's making me play small and it's making me hold back. And when I hold back, the right truth doesn't get to you. It's held back truth. And I am not here to give you held back truth. Hell to the no. So I used my soul contract and my wound inside of my soul contract to clarify my soul mission. And this is when you can really follow your passion. Did you see how I got just so passionate back there? If you have a wound that's really pissing you off because it's 
getting in the way of you getting your work done or being who you want to be, that is likely tapping directly into your soul mission. So just start to get curious. What is happening here? Why am I so mad? What is being thwarted inside of me? How is this related to my soul mission? And allow the answers to arrive and you will see in a short amount of time, a picture will form. Okay, moving on to the fourth part of our spiritual gift of healing, and that is our human design type. Our human design type is always going to be the fourth part of each of our gifts and understanding how our type fits into and aligns to that gift. And this is really interesting. This is how you can really, I think, start to really understand your human design type and how it all comes together. And one part of your human design that's related to this gift of healing is your shadow by type. And we all have shadows. We were born with shadows. And every human design type has its gifts and its light and, of course, its shadow. And this is where our healing is being asked of us. (laughs) This is where we're being asked to heal, rather. So I'm just going to go quickly through a few shadows. And, of course, there is more than this And there's much more to understanding how your human design relates to your healing, but I'm just going to offer some perspectives here of shadows by type. So if you are a manifester, one shadow tendency you will have is feelings of wanting to hide and feelings of wanting to, um, or feeling as if your power is being thwarted. So questions you can ask yourself to help you shift out of this are, do I express my power or do I hide? Or is anger keeping me from fulfilling my power? So if you're getting yeses to that, you are in shadow, which is totally normal, right? We spend our days in light and we spend our days in dark. And how can I shift back into my light? For both generators and manifesting generators, you have a shadow fear of settling for less and frustration keeping you from mastering your work. So empowering questions to ask are, am I expressing my mastery or am I settling for less? And is frustration keeping me from my masterful destiny? For projectors, that's me. We often feel devalued. That is a shadow. We feel invisible as a shadow wound of a projector. So empowering questions. Do I value myself or devalue myself? That's a great place to start. If you're getting any form of devalue, that's really important for projectors because we are meant to be in our light and that is how we get invitations. Another great question, is bitterness masking my value? And do I have the energy for the invitation? So important. And lastly, for reflectors, because you are so integrated to those around you, you want to make sure that you're not merged with them and you're not overly taking on the energies of others. And that would be a big shadow for reflectors. So you'd want to ask, can I be or am I merged 
with others? And then is disappointment keeping me from my being? Okay, so again, lots more to talk about there, but I'm just giving you some a place to start to understand how your human design type fits in to your spiritual gift of healing. And the last part of the spiritual gift of healing is the healing process. And again, this is going to be different for everyone, how you heal. I'm going to offer you a five-step process, which you may take on and decide this works great for me. And if that is you, fantastic. Or maybe you can merge aspects of my process with a process you use. But the point here is that you have the ability to heal yourself and to heal others. And I strongly advise you to get a process, a healing process that you feel really works well for you. And if you are already a healer that has your own processes, of course, please use those. And I suspect there will be a little bit of an overlap of what I'm going to offer to you right now. So wounds cannot be released unless they are in some way, shape, or form experienced. And I've asked this question of Source a million times. Can I heal a wound of yours without you feeling any of the pain inside of it? Can I just come in as the energy healer and clean it all up? And the answer I always get is no. I can help clear a lot of it up. I can hold this space and I can clear a lot of the stuff there. I can help you clear much, much more than if you were just healing on your own. However, unless you experience the trauma trapped inside, it will stay inside. So that's what we want to do. In this energetic healing process, it's the identify, feel, and release. And of course, because it's me, I have a five-step process. So number one, you want to scan and identify resistance. And to be honest, one of the most empowering times to do this is when you're in a neutral state. If you're in the middle of the trauma or in the middle of a very stressful situation, it can be sometimes difficult to go through this. And in those situations, you just want to have some sort of calming process to get you back to neutral. But what I really recommend for you is to have a daily healing process where you start more or less at neutral, or maybe you're a little bit above or a little bit below neutral. And that's actually the way to, the most empowering way to release a lot of the blocks that are inside of us. So what you want to do is, number one, scan and identify resistance. So you're looking within and noticing, is there any pain or resistance inside of me? You will likely get a yes, because most of us have it at any given point, no matter how good or bad we're feeling. Then you want to identify, number two, the thought that is triggering the resistance, okay? So if I go back to my soul contract, I can notice some resistance around in my, in my body, around my soul contract. And the thought is, I have to hit a glass ceiling. I can only get so far. So that's number two. In my case, I can only get so far. So you go to number three, you want to name the emotions, if you can, that that thought is triggering. So in my case, it's frustration. Oh, bitterness. There's my friend bitter. Anger, sadness, annoyance, resentment. Oh, all sorts of things. Just like I'm getting the word irked, it irks me, ticks me off. Then the most important of the five steps is to feel the feels. So what you want to do is 
give yourself full permission or as much as that feels safe. And this is when you're, if you're dealing with big trauma, you're going to want to have a practitioner hold the space for you and guide you through it if the emotions are very intense. But in my case, the emotions are there, but they're not super intense. So therefore, I'm just going to give myself permission to feel the feels for about 60 to 90 seconds. And you want to pull them up from deep inside of you and just feel as much as you can. Feel the physical sensations. Feel the tactile sensations. Feel, 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 feel. And that is how you release. And you stay with the feeling for as long as necessary. And then just when the intensity of the emotional wave starts to go down, you go to step five, which I call the breathe and release. You go to your deep breath, really release on the exhale. Big inhales, big exhales. And as a bonus, you can go to the heart space and ask your higher self for a message of truth that was on the other side of your wound. So as I ask my higher self for a message of truth, I get, (laughs) I get sky is the limit. (laughs) And that feels very true for me. So, and I'm also getting a vision right now of a glass ceiling shattering into a thousand pieces. Yes, that feels so, so good. Oh my gosh, you guys, this has been so exhilarating exploring this gift of healing. As I dive deeper into my human design type, I just see again and again and again what a healer I am. This is a huge gift of mine. So I love to talk about it. I love to do it for myself and for you and for the planet. It's really, I really feel so passionate about helping people turn on their gift of healing and turn it up wherever you are or wherever you perceive yourself to be. So to do a quick recap, we have five parts to our gift of healing. We've got our wounds, our soul contracts, our soul mission, our human design, and the healing process. The five major wounds are our current lifetime wounds, past lifetime, ancestral trauma, collective wound trauma, and trauma from other planets and dimensions. We are all here with a number of soul contracts. And the most empowering thing to do to approach your soul contracts is focus on what contract you are working to fulfill in this current moment. You can use that insight to identify your soul mission because our pains that are part of our soul contracts can guide us to our highest why, why we are here, and that is our soul mission. There's lots of information you can get from your human design type about your gift of healing, and you can start with your shadow, your your shadow tendencies for your type, and the five-step healing process is one that I just took you through. And it is super important to start to develop a daily healing practice that just becomes part of your day. Because as a reminder, healing is the path. And my invitation for you this week is to ask your higher self, what soul contract am I in today? And see if you can identify one wound 
that is asking to be healed as part of this soul contract, go through the five-step process and see if you can heal that wound or a piece of that wound today. Thank you again so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you next week for our next Soul Guide Radio episode, which is going to be all about the gift of manifestation, which is a very fun spiritual gift to explore. And if you're loving this content, and I sure, sure hope you are, I invite you to head over to the show notes. You can find a link to leave Soul Guide Radio a rating and review. And I'd love to know as specific as you can get what you received from this or other episodes. And as always, my dear ones, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find the link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.